Good evening, everybody. How are you doing tonight? It's Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. Uh, let's see. What do I want to start out with? You know what? I haven't done questions in a long time. I've got a lot to say to you guys tonight, but let's start with some questions because I love asking you questions and I love getting your answers. Uh, who? Wait. What? Which celebrity, living or dead, do you most identify with? I think for me, I'll think about it. It used to be weird. Weirdly enough, I really identified with things about Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> I don't know. He was afraid of antiques, and I was too. Um, I'm over that. But I think Carson McCullers, um, I really, really identify with for a lot of reasons. Illness. You know, she's a writer. I'm an artist. She got really obsessive about people. I do too. They're, they're, so I would, I'm going to go with a combo of Billy Bob Thornton and Carson McCullers. Um, what was the last potato chip you ate? For me, that was a Fritos chili cheese. Chili cheese Fritos. One of my all-time favorites. Hey, Canadians. Specifically you, Tyler. Do you guys have chili cheese Fritos? If not, I would love to send you some. Because I've got a package that I've started for my Canadian friend, Tyler. Uh, Tyler Bright Hilton, that is everybody. Check him out. Amazing show coming up. Um, okay. Let's just go for it. When was the last time your heart was broken? And by that, I mean, even if you're like, if you're a parent and your kid fell or your kid went to school and something tragic happened, not, not, I don't, I mean, I hope nothing tragic happened, but you know, like they got embarrassed about something. Whoa. I just hit my microphone or seriously, straight up serious heartbreak. Uh, let me know. I don't know. I don't know what mine is. Let me think about that. Um, if you were a food, what would you be? My, you know, I think I'm going to be a casserole and that's not just because I love casseroles. I would be a tater tot casserole. And speaking of which, if anyone wants to know what a tater tot casserole is, so tater tot casseroles seem to be very popular in the Midwest where I'm from, Nebraska specifically, but no one else knows about tater tot casseroles. That's not totally true because I just was watching this um, vegan YouTube channel where this, uh, by the way, they're all Canadian. Every vegan YouTube channel, they're all Canadian. I don't, the theme of the night is Canadian people. <laughs> but anyway, and she did like a vegan tater tot Thanksgiving, you know, happy Thanksgiving, Canada, uh, some sort of vegan tater tot casserole. So anyway, really quick how I do it, because I don't eat red meat. The way I grew up doing it is beet, ground beef, but I use turkey or, you know, vegan crumbles um, mixed with a cream of mushroom soup. Sorry to anyone who's offended or grossed out. Um, you, you know, you season it up. I season up the turkey, you know, with Worcestershire, garlic, garlic powder, onion powder, tons of onions. I mean, I just go crazy with the seasoning. And then, so there's onions in there. And then you put um, cream of mushroom soup or you make your own roux or something. And then that's your base. And then you top that layer. This is how we did it in Nebraska with uh, green beans. So you then have a layer of some green beans. And then you do a layer of, in Nebraska, we used Velveeta cheese. And when I say that, it comes in the big block. You slice it into pieces. You put that on there. You can certainly use cheddar cheese if you're not digging on American. And then a layer of tater tots on top. And that's it. 
and you bake that for whatever, like at 350 or 375 for a while, and there you have it. That's your tater tot casserole. And that's what I am because I'm a little health with those green beans. I'm a lot of fun with those tater tater tots. And I get to the heart of the matter. That's the meat at the bottom. So that's who I am, tater tot casserole. I also, my first instinct was I kind of feel like mashed potatoes, but then again, that seems boring. Maybe I'm boring. Maybe I am just mashed potatoes. I don't know. Uh, Let's do a couple of more. Um, Would you rather go on a cruise for a full week or not speak to anybody for a week, not open your mouth at all for a week? Mine would be to not speak for a week. In fact, I would love to do that for the rest of my life, even though I love to talk. I know that's contradictory. But the cruise I now want to do because I was watching a a YouTube channel, a lot of YouTube channels about crocheting because that's the only thing I think about anymore is crocheting. And it's like really the only thing I do because I'm kind of depressed and I, um, (laughs) I'm, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. Oh God. Anyway, crocheting is helping me cope with life and that's how it is. And that's not a bad thing. Thank God I have that, right? I'm making a big Afghan. I'm going to tell you guys that every single episode because I'm so obsessed with it. Anyway, there was a crocheting cruise that this group called the Crochet Crowd went on. And when I was watching it, I was, I've never wanted to go on a cruise in my life. Um, If you've ever read the cruise ship piece by David Foster Wallace, a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again, uh, you'll know my attitudes about cruises. But, you know, by the way, everybody should read that if you haven't. So that, I'd go on the crochet cruise with the crochet crowd. But other than that, no, I'd rather just never speak again. Um... That's enough questions. Answer those. That's a lot. Those were questions. I gave you a recipe. What more do you want from me today? Uh, I just want to thank everybody before I start reading. You guys are so nice. Um, God, I almost started crying there. I've already raised a lot of money for the Trevor Project. Again, the Trevor Project is an organization that helps um, suicide prevention and crisis line for LGBTQ youth in crisis. So... Um, I already made the little bit of money I had to make back for the illustration and and then everything else is going to uh, the Trevor Project. So what I'm talking about, if you're new, I have t-shirts with the Me Reading Stuff logo on them and sweatshirts. You can find them at cottonbureau.com forward slash products forward slash me dash reading dash stuff. Uh, but obviously I'm going to put a link in the description of the podcast where you'll be able to find that and any of the books I'm about to read from. Um, and when you start getting them, people will start getting them soon in the mail, probably in the next week. Go ahead and take photos of them and do hashtag me reading stuff and we'll start a whole community of people who are giving their money to a great organization. Um, and, and go ahead and, you know, tag me at, on Twitter and Instagram at Robin underscore O'Neill, R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. But anyway, thank you guys so very, very much for being supportive of that. I'm so excited to share t-shirts with you guys. Uh, this is going to be fun. I really love the t- I haven't even gotten mine yet, so I'm excited when that happens. Did you hear that? That's the noise of a crochet hook. I love it. Okay. So what I'm going to do today, this is called reading collage because I'm, I'm too kind of scatterbrained to even figure out what to read to you guys. I, I, not that, you know what? I take that back. I'm not scatterbrained. My brain is dense and my brain is, um, 
it's hard for me period <laughs> let's leave it at that it's hard for me so what I'm doing is I grabbed a stack of books. I have about 50 stacks of books that are not filed away because I've run out of shelves a long time ago, a year ago. So everything new is in stacks all over the apartment and studio and kitchen now. And I don't know how else to do this other than, so I just picked some and you know, I bookmark things and mark things and I'm just gonna read, you know, little by little pieces in each one. So I'm gonna start with Citizen, an American Lyric by Claudia Rankin, who we've read from this book before. Please search the me reading stuff on Potomatic. Uh, in Potomatic, search me reading stuff and you'll find uh, I read one of my favorite pages in this book that has to do with having throw up on a blouse. Anyway, I'm just going to read a page. Now remember, these are just parts that I have marked. So this isn't full. This is just snippets. In a landscape drawn from an ocean bed, you can't drive yourself sane. So angry, you can't drive yourself sane. The charge the officer decided on was exhibition of speed. I was told, after the fingerprinting, to stand naked. I stood naked. It was only then I was instructed to dress, to leave, to walk all those miles back home. And still you are not the guy, and still you fit the description, because there was only one guy who was always the guy fitting the description. You know what, that's a kind of a nice, uh, it's very telling of that book. I think that's perfect. That, that's enticing is what I mean. As if anyone needed to entice anybody into Claudia Rankin work. Um, all right, I'm going to now read another book I've read from, Ann Carson's Glass, Irony, and God. I can't tell you how many times I've read this book. It, it's broken up into, I don't, I don't know, four or five parts. And I'm going to be reading from The Truth About God again. If you remember, I read God's List of Liquids last time, which ends with alcohol, blood, gratitude, memory, semen, song, tears, time. And then the next piece is God's work. Moonlight in the kitchen is a sign of God. Wow. The kind of sadness that is a black suction pipe extracting you from your own navel and which the Buddhists call no mind cover is a sign of God. The blind alleys that run alongside human conversation like lashes are a sign of God. God's own calmness is a sign of God. The surprisingly cold smell of potatoes or money, solid pieces of silence. From these diverse signs, you can see how much work remains to do. Put away your sadness. It is a mantle of work. <sighs> Holy shit. You know what, Ann Carson? Can I marry Ann Carson? I just want to marry Ann Carson. Is that cool with everybody? Um, okay. Now I'm going to read uh, from The Horse Has Six Legs, the anthology of Serbian poetry edited and translated by my hero, Charles Simic. One of my many heroes. My books are all making weird noises. Sorry about that. And also my window's wide open because it's nice and cool. LA weather right now is insane. Okay, I don't think I've read this exact writer before. This is Alexander Ristovich, and uh, 1933 to 1994. Uh, this is the first piece in this book of his. By the way, this is a book. This is Grey Wolf Press. Glass, Irony, and God by Ann Carson is, of course, a New Directions book. And Claudia Rankin's book is Grey Wolf as well. So these people should sponsor me, don't you think? 
anybody know these guys, reach out, sponsor me. And because uh, I am selling your books a lot. <laughs> I don't know why I want sponsorship. I, I, I got whatever. Anyway, untitled. This is an untitled work by Alexander Ristovich. Time of Fools is coming. Time of the fairground tent and the blasphemer with a funny face. Time of the peacock quill, the quill that glides from right to left over the upside down paper. Time when you won't be able to lift your little finger without dipping it into something they call indecent. Time of Fools is coming. Time of the know-nothing teacher and the book that can't be opened at either end. That's a good one. Man, there are so many, so many good poems in this damn book. I can't even handle it. Ooh, all right. What next? I'm going to read two more. This is uh, from The Most of It by Mary Rufel. I don't know. I've read Mary Rufel on here plenty, but I don't know that I've read anything from... You know what? I did, and I think... Let's see. What am I going to do here? I think I've already read this one, but everybody loved it, and so did I, so I'm going to read it again. This is called On Twilight. It's on the movie Twilight and how much she loves it. Did anyone just believe me? Uh, I've only seen the movie Twilight once, and the thing I remember about... A, I like Kristen Stewart, I have to be honest. I really like her. I always felt like she should play Mick from The Heart is a Lonely Hunter by Carson McCullers I, when she was young. That was my casting idea. But I did not like that movie. I liked that it was blue. The whole thing was blue. Another movie like that is a book based on Stephen King, a Stephen King book called, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of it. It's a woman's name. Uh, I don't remember. It has Kathy Bates in it, but it's not Misery. It's, um, well, I'll think of it in a minute. I don't know. Anyway, let me read On Twilight, which is not about the movie or the book. Was that a book too? I don't even care. I don't know. I read the poem of a student, and in the poem, God wandered through a room, picking up random objects, a pair, a vase, a shoe, and in bewilderment said, I made this? Apparently, God had forgotten making anything at all. I awarded this poem a prize because I was a judge of such matters. I was not really awarding the student. I was awarding God. I knew someday the student would pick up his old poem and say in bewilderment, I made this? And at that moment, his whole world would be lost in the twilight. And when you are finally lost in the twilight, you cannot judge anything. Isn't that good? Do you guys remember when I read you that? Here's another good one from this book. This is called His Motto. Well, this is a section uh, of half-sketched, it's called a half-sketched head. His Motto. I disappear. Mary learned the anchorite was a great believer in mottos. He dreamt of a world in which mottos were given in a place of names. Oh, sorry, in place of names. In such a world, the mere presentation or introduction of one person to another would result in effortless conversation. Capable of dissembling. I build. Free from all pastimes. With honor and valor. I disappear. Those are all in quotes. What would your motto be? I think, or, let's see. What do I do? I crochet, motherfuckers. All right. Uh, God, I've got a lot of books here, but this is going to be a little bit weird. Um, this is Melody Beattie's Codependent No More, How to Stop Controlling Others and Start Caring for Yourself. I'm not laughing at it. This book was very, 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 very pivotal for me and many other people I know. Very helpful. 
If you think you're a codependent, well then, this is a this is the definitive book for codependent for any codependency issue. Even if you don't think you are, this is an amazing book because I certainly didn't think I was. Um, but I do tend to put others before me. And uh, so, therefore, that's kind of a codependent thing. But I'm going to read just some of the underlying stuff I have in this one section. Uh, let's see. She says, If I make one point in this book, I hope it is that the surest way to make ourselves crazy is to get involved in other people's business. And the quickest way to become sane and happy is to tend to our own affairs. And then it goes on a little bit later. We are more than our problems. Wait, no, no, I don't want to read that. Here's this. Um, I am responsible for leading or, wait, I am responsible for leading or not living my life. I am responsible for tending to my spiritual, emotional, physical, and financial well-being. I'm responsible for identifying and meeting my needs. I'm responsible for solving my problems or learning to live with those I cannot solve. I'm responsible for my choices. I thought it said for my chaos. You're, you're responsible for your chaos, too, everybody. I'm responsible for what I give and receive. I'm also responsible for setting and achieving my goals. I'm responsible for how much I enjoy life, for how much pleasure I find in my daily activities. I'm responsible for whom I love and how I choose to express this love. I'm responsible for what I do to others and for what I allow others to do to me. I'm responsible for my wants and desires. All of me, every aspect of my being is important. I count for something. I matter. My feelings can be trusted. My thinking is appropriate. I value my wants and needs. I do not deserve and will not tolerate abuse or constant mistreatment. I have rights and it is my responsibility to assert these rights. The decisions I make and the way I conduct myself will reflect my high self-esteem. My decisions will take into account my responsibilities to ourselves. I mean, geez, I'm sorry to everybody else <laughs> that I just read, but this kind of takes the cake because, well, at least for me right now, it does. It's, that's, ins that's so good. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into it, but that's really good. It also says here, I believe taking care of ourselves is an art. And this art involves one fundamental idea that is foreign to many. Giving ourselves what we need. Yes, everybody. Sorry, I just yelled. Uh, that's so, oh, that's so good. So good. Take action. Give yourself what you need. I demand it of all of you. Sorry, this is a long episode. There's a lot to think about, isn't there? That's a Mr. Rogers quote. Is that, that, is that not a perfect quote? There's a lot to think about, isn't there? Yes, there is, Mr. Rogers. Fred. All right, you guys. I'm going to just sign out really quickly. I love you all. I'm Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. Please buy me reading stuff t-shirts so that we can keep giving money to the Trevor Project. Uh, good night and be well. Be good to yourselves. And uh, what's that thing that she just said? <laughs> uh, give yourself what you need. All right. Goodbye, everybody.